Do would you say as far as like animal viewing goes, the hot air balloon was like the most fun part of it? Yeah, I would say it was pretty good, except for the fact that that uh, the guy who operated it had a very inflated sense of self. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. It's Oops the Podcast. Our... uh, our, our podcast here at Barstool Sports, joined as ever by my intrepid co-host, Julio Gallarati. G-Money. Try spelling that Good for luck the, with for that, the new people whose emails. Good I, luck. When people say, can I get Julio's email, right? Do they do that to I you? Challenge by, I challenge myself by, by sending it to them without finding it. Oh, that's interesting. So I type it out. But then you, it probably pops up. As a recommended... No, no. It does not? Not in an email, not in a, a Gmail thing, browser. You you folks out there, good luck trying to spell Julio's last name. Dude, I saw a comedy show flyer the other night where like four of the five names were spelled wrong. Nice. <laughs> it was like, inc- obviously including mine, but like it was pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> getting one wrong is fine. Like even getting mine wrong is fine. Like I don't care. It's not, yeah. it's not like my show. If I'm doing somebody else's show that I'm not promoting, like I don't give, give a fuck. Yeah. But like to get 80% of the names wrong. That's not good. It's crazy. That's uh, dyslexic. That's crazy. Um, I love the word committee. Committee. Because it's consistent. Two M's, mm. two T's, <laughs> two E's. It's when you get into words that do two of those and one of those. Harassment. Yeah. Parallel. Yeah. Parallel should be P A R A L L E L L. So Mississippi is a satisfying word to you, or state title? Yeah, Mississippi. I'm happy with. Double it up. Keep it. Keep it the same way across the board. Don't make me memorize that in the middle of the word, we're doing two T's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the word, we're just doing one of those. There are certain words like that where when I'm using like whatever software to type. Where I will consistently get it wrong the first time. I don't. I can't think of what they are, but they're typically things like what you're describing. I hear you. you I know? hear you. Well, stuff out there. Lots to uh, lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. We were we were in the thick of it last week, but first a, a quick life update because we've had some really fun things happen uh, uh, since the last time that Julio and I spoke into the microphones. Uh, let me start by saying that yesterday was uh, my beautiful wife Sierra's birthday. I did. I texted her. Did not get a text back. She must be. Guess she's not she your boy anymore. Crushed. I know. I, you know what I said? What'd you say? Happy birthday, brother. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, that joke is a throwback to Julio's speech at the wedding where he said, Francis is my, my best friend, but but Sierra is my fucking boy. Did you say fucking? Uh, dude, I have, I'll send you a video of the speech. I don't think you did. You wouldn't have. I probably didn't. You said, but Sierra's my boy. Yeah. There's no need for the fucking. It was I may the, have said fucking, It was by the great. Way. It was said great. fucking on the podcast. I, I tend think, to I add fuckings when I don't need them and as in general. Yeah. So it would not shock me, but yeah. I yeah. think I just said M- what, what most, Where most people put, um, 
Julio says fucking. <laughs> That's his thinking word. Uh, but no, we we uh, we had Sierra's birthday yesterday, um, and I guess we shouldn't even start there. We should probably go back to the weekend. So okay, the weekend. Francis and I and our our ladies, uh, Francis's wife and my life partner Hillary. <laughs> Which, we didn't talk about that. I slid that in there for the boys, and I didn't realize that that joke... So I joked on on an old episode that I call Hillary my life partner in public any chance that I get. So if I'm speaking, if I'm doing something, I'll I'll earnestly refer to her as my life partner Hillary, which is funny because she gets mad and no one understands why she's mad. So now she's looking around and everyone's like, are you good? So it's like a double-edged sword. She just has to like eat it. But in the context of a speech like this, where like you and I are so close and now you're married and I'm not, it's actually funny in two ways. It's funny to the boys, but it's also funny as in I'm trying to act like she has some elevated status. When You know what I mean? When in reality, she simply does not. And also saying life partner right after you say that Francis and his wife makes it sound like you guys have made a conscious choice not to get married. Exactly. And you don't even buy into this cult of marriage. What a rich bit. What a rich, <laughs> a rich bit. So anyway, we all went out. Um, people were giving me shit because they noticed that I was drinking in the day, which I said that I do not do. I typically do not do that. It was a special occasion. I hadn't been drinking much, which I'll explain as to why uh, probably next episode. But we went out. We had a great lunch. Yeah, we went to Ocheval. Ocheval, famous spot. A transplant from Chicago. Many say best burger in the city. It is the chiller... Uh, sibling to Four Charles Prime Rib, which is arguably one of the best restaurants in the city. But the burger's the same, Mm -hmm. and it was a treat. A treat. And I got to be honest, if you are out here saying with certainty that you've had the best burger, it's a fucking burger, dude. Like, there's only so many ways to do it. There's no way to definitively say the number one burger on earth is so-and-so burger. I I agree. You know? There's a high class of burgerdom. Yeah. But I think I think if you say the best burger in the city, you have more claim. You may you may have done a little bit more research. It's possible. I will say this though: many of the people who I know who say that have only been to a few places. Yeah. Like it tends it tends to be the people who are like, "It's my favorite, whatever." And it's like, dude, okay, but I know you, and I know you don't go out that much. You like to go to the spots that claim to have the best stuff, so I would trust you more. Francis would be like, this place has the best so-and-so. I intend to go there. Yeah, He will, and then he will assess. Sierra also is a big fan of burgers. She loves a burger. I mean, if there's a burger burger on the menu, there's a good chance she's having it. And she'll only eat half, which means that I eat the other half, even though I didn't want the burger because it makes me feel full. (laughs) Do you remember our waiter's name? Maurice. Wow. Mo, as I like to call him. When yeah. you're a little closer with him, perhaps. I thought can... about ordering a little Mo burger. <laughs> I liked it so much. <laughs> a little All Mo right. burger. Pipe down over there. That was the name for a, a place, a restaurant. You could uh, name place Mo burger. <laughs> um, or Moo burger. I don't Moo-ber- know. Hey. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Mo's Moo burger. Let's move on. So we let's went move there. On. I, <laughs> I <laughs> was intent on having some drinks. Yes, you were. I was excited. I was excited yeah. to see you guys. And I said, today, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> I wasn't ready to like stop the momentum of that. The Fran train. 
the Fran Express was not to be stopped. No, and 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 when I and I I feel bad if Julia was drinking and that's not normally what he does. I will bear some of the responsibility. I was cheerleading. I'm a big boy, bro. I can make decisions of my own, and sometimes I like to just partake in the greater good of a scenario. Yes. Well, whatever it may be, Julio was a uh, he was willing to uh, set his. He check his ideals at the door, and uh, we we had a few cocker spaniels, a couple brewskis at Ocheval. We ordered the perfect amount of food, which I've never done before. We did a really good job. Like, I finished it all, and I wasn't f- super full, and we ate everything. And then we decided, well, this day's not over. It's we only heating up. We and we walked all the way over to Soho and found some cozy little outdoor table. Which was funny. The sun was sort of moving in a way where one person was like getting absolutely blasted by the sun at all times. But we sort of stuck it out. Like it was me at first, and then it was Francis and Sierra who were just both getting pummeled by getting the sun. Pummeled, getting pummeled, getting facialed that, by know, the sun. That fall afternoon sun. Yeah. That it might as well be the middle of the summer, but yep. lasts only for a couple hours. Yeah. And, and so we had a few more rounds of drinks there. That was nice. And then uh, we went to. No. We parted ways. Right. But we were going. We said our goodbyes. Francis to Hill Dogs. And, yeah. We, this is oh, you're right. Francis and Sierra. <laughs> oh, you're right. Had some business to take care of. Business. Business to take care of. Makes and it sound like we went home to make love. That's not what it no, was. No, they, they were dealing with business. some shit. Yeah. Um, something to do with light fixtures, if I recall. And yeah, we had to we had to let someone into the apartment because they wanted to take pictures of the light fixtures. Exactly. So we parted ways. And then. As we were kind of heading over, I don't know which. I, th- I think Sierra called us. Yeah, I was like, "Gosh, should we should keep hanging out." And we're like, "Sure, yeah." Because we, we we let that guy in remotely. We we told our doorman to just let that guy in to take fixed pics, and then we re- went met back up with Hill Dog and G, and said, "Here we are again." Yep. Head fake. We can actually keep hanging out because we did want to keep hanging out. So we are our eventual destination was to Hillary's friend, uh, our, our, my friends as well, uh, Claire and Trevor's apartment, where they were having a little girls' afternoon. Claire and Trev. I was invited because I am. I feel like I am a potential, like a dish, good addition to a girls' day. Mm. I don't know that you are. You're more. <laughs> you're more exclusively for the boys. Is that right? Kinda. I'm like, not a girls guy. I don't know that like you fit in as well. And correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm sorry if this is offensive. But to like a girls' afternoon, I feel like I can come and be like, oh my god, yay! Like yeah. and like do the girl shit. And I feel like that's more difficult for you. I'm not sure. Sometimes dissociate. I sometimes I nail it with the I right girls. Well. I can be a treat. <laughs> so you did. You did well. Mm. Um, but you know what I need in order to be a treat is I need I need a girl there who's who's funny. Because then the she and I can, can yeah, riff. Yeah, see, but you're already proving that. What if that isn't there? If it's just a bunch of girls Girling who are like, up. who, you know, talking about tapas and stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I don't even know what girls talk about. See, eyebrows. See, dude, this is, I, like, you're just proving my point. I don't know those things. <laughs> I'm not an expert on tapas or eyebrows. I don't know what girls like. I think they were like, but they were, they were talking about stuff that you like, like home decor Ooh. or... House purchases, or look at this, like, oh my god, two million for that? It's a dump. I know. Oh, like you know, that's ooh, like a, that's I want to like go back. Good, right? I want to go back. Man. I need another round with those girls. Those, those wealth shaming girls. <laughs> Which is funny because we did order the perfect amount, but then we arrived to this girl party where no one was eating the food. 
and I ate all of it. You and did ruin. Well, you you've and skipped a very important. Went, oh yeah, there's step. a massive. There's a big step. This is a, there's a moment here in this day. There's a big moment in this day. There's big a big moment. audible where <laughs> as we were about to go to the apartment, Francis said, "You know what, guys? You might if I meet you there. I really have my heart set on doing some shopping." Yeah. I had actually been drinking with the thought that I would go shopping. Francis likes to do this. Because I can't shop sober. If I shop sober, I don't buy anything. Right. And I get very upset. Right. Because I go in, I try stuff on, I find things I like, and then I'm like, well, what am I doing? I don't need this. In fact, I need to be more responsible with my money. It's time to grow up. Uh, you don't need another <laughs> pair of pants. Why haven't you grown up? Why are you being so cavalier with your finances? This is ridiculous. And then I walk out of the store angry with myself. <laughs> but this time, I walked in and said, I know I'm buying things. Yeah. I had even known the, all along the store I wanted to go to, and there it was. You sort of decided as the day went on. You, you proposed it as a hypothetical initially. What if maybe I would do some shopping later? I think I said I, want, I wanted to before we even started drinking. Oh, well, if you did, at first you said it as if you weren't certain. You may have been certain. And then you said it was certainty. You intended to go to Rag and Bone. Yeah. That is where we went. Mm. And it was really funny seeing Francis's energy, knowing that he was buying things. Mm -hmm. The way he behaved in the store, which is a funny thing to discuss. It's like, if you're not going to buy stuff, how comfortable do you feel utilizing all the perks right of the store right because they they set you up to feel bad mm -hmm. which is why it's allowed to keep going what was the big perk of the store so funny you ask i as we walk by the store i notice a bunch of whiskey lined up against the wall and in my head i'm like nobody probably ever feels comfortable enough to ask for some whiskey dusty whiskey bottles yeah. francis goes think we can get some whiskey <laughs> I'm like yeah. this guy's buying stuff. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Would knew. you have done that if you weren't buying stuff? Um, I think given that we'd had a few drinks and that we were <laughs> we were take, I had brought you in for a detour of man shopping, uh, where you know, you're I'm not your girlfriend, so asking you to wait and tell me, do these pants look good? God, this this is funny. When 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 I you know as your guy friend. I think is only fair that I equip you with a beverage for that experience. I didn't honestly, I didn't care. And I thought that it was weird. Like if you just left the group and then showed up alone, like I thought that that was going to be weird. So I was like, I'm just going to go with you. Like I yeah. didn't really care. It was fine. But that also meant that I wanted to do the shopping as fast as possible. Uh, you so, were taking your time, dude. What Which, time? Again, oh. we, we didn't, we weren't in a rush. Oh, you tried on a bunch of shit. <laughs> You're putting stuff on the register. He, he was then sort of like in the middle of the process stopping and we would have a conversation. I enjoyed all of this. I was just chilling. We drank whiskey. Then they handed it to us, and you're like, "Could we add some ice to it?" Yeah. And they were like, "Sure." And it was as if they had never been asked this before. Yeah. The way that they started to, the guy started to place ice in it, like the Italian guy at the wedding, yeah. doing one ice cube at a time, like as if he'd a never handled flight ice attendant before. on a very European airline yeah. that is not accustomed to people asking for lots of ice. One piece of ice. Yeah. With the tongs. And uh, it was an ice maker sort of at the floor behind the cash register, such that it looked more like an ice machine Dude. that you might use <laughs> to ice pack an ankle in a training room. <laughs> yeah, it had the little flap yeah. with the scooper. It was not an ice machine for, for upscale beverages. Yeah, that's funny. So we, um, I, I picked out three or four pairs of pants that I liked, two pairs of jeans. I put them all on the counter and said, fire it up. 
And then <laughs> I had this moment. I don't know what it was. It was, it was, oh, I'm a little drunk. Let's exercise some restraint. And I just almost randomly removed two pairs of the pants and said, I'm actually not going to take those. Solid. And I, I slimmed it down to two pairs and bought those. And by, by cutting my purchase in half, I walked out of that store feeling empowered. It's good, bro. I really did. It's a good feeling. Fran, he was he was trying stuff on and asking my opinion, and I was like, "Are you sure you want my opinion, dude? Like, I don't know how much I'm going to add to this." He's like, "Yeah, I want your opinion." So he tried on these pants. He's like, "These are like an olive green, right?" I was like, "Dude, those are mucus green." Yeah, <laughs> those are you don't want those. Didn't buy those. He's like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Dude, I like I don't know. Like, I'm sorry to be giving you a strong opinion, but like, this is just you asked for it. Like, this is what I think. Like, buy do whatever you fucking want, dude. <laughs> I don't know, but those are mucus. Those are not olive. Yeah. He goes, "Okay, fine." Puts yeah. him back. Did you end up keeping the pair with the cool pockets? No. You I not. put those away because you, you said I wouldn't wear those all the time. We were discussing and we had decided that those were sort of, those were not going to be any sort of go-to pair. Those were novelty might be pants. A night, they were a novelty pant. Novelty pant. Novelty pant. I'm not looking for novelty pant. <laughs> I'm trying to be a responsible shopper. I need a go-to pant. I would normally start this ad read off by cracking this can of hangobi, but I'm not going to do that because I've drank the entire thing because it is it is absolutely delicious. The Calm by Hangobi, it's so as good. far as I'm concerned, is their trophy beverage. It is the creme of the creme. The creme de la creme, baby. As they say in America. Uh, herbal elixir, guys. <laughs> I drink one, and instantly all my thoughts and fears drift away. It's delicious. It just tastes like some sort of blueberry elixir. Mm-hmm. I know that that's making it way. That's not what it is. No, that is what I have made it. <laughs> what it is is tart cherry, elderberry, chamomile, and valerian root. Yeah, it is absolutely delicious. You can drink it for all occasions to calm your mind. Calm your body, calm your spirit. I've been getting into my yoga kick. The winter's coming. Those joints are about to start feeling brittle. Got to stretch it out, lengthen, and keep it real. Boom. Drink some hangobi. The calm will keep you calm. It'll keep you toasty and warm. Drink it over a nice big glass of ice. You can go to hangobi, a glass of ice. Glass with ice in it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Go to hangobi.com. Promo code OOPSIMHUNG. O O P S I M H U N G will get you thirty percent off your order. Thirty percent. You should do it. You should give it a try. It's yeah. a good thing to have in your fridge. And when people come over, they go, "Hang hey, Obi, huh? We love it too." And then yeah. you just be friends. That's it's right. Pretty damn cool. Place your ma- racing mind at ease, guys. Get Hang the calm. Obi.com. Try the others. Hang Obi. Dude, speaking of which, so novelty versus like I'm currently wearing my forever shoes, and I'll tell you, I'm going to stick them up. These are my forever shoes. Mm. They. And I'll tell you what makes them my forever shoes. I don't have to bend over to put them on. Mm. When I, <laughs> when I, I don't have to untie them. When I slide them on, there's no risk of the heel or like the the back part of the shoe becoming smushed yeah. and therefore ruining the shoe. That right. never happens. Right. I can walk long distances in them. Mm. and I can do them for like different activities. So for example, if I'm like, oh, like this turned into a long walk, that's fine. If I needed to like go to the gym, I could wear them. Mm. If I was like not running or whatever, even if I was running, that you need a versatile shoe as your forever shoe. Yeah, you do. You do. I don't even know what my, I, do you just buy more pairs of it every time you so run through a pair? So that's the problem. You don't know what's going to be your forever shoe until you've worn it a few times. And that's what makes it so difficult to find. Have you bought multiple <laughs> pairs of this shoe? I have not, but I intend to buy a new pair. Oh. But I also sometimes get bored by wearing the same fucking yeah, shit. Same. So maybe not. And again, what makes the forever shoe so elusive? So I look forward. So I, I tell you what, I brought these to Afghanistan thinking. 
you know, I'm going to wear them and then I'm going to retire them after. Yeah. And they were the only, these were the only shoes I brought to Afghanistan. And I never thought I'd still be wearing them today. And yet here we are. And they look pretty wow. good. And dude, Afghanistan, be dusty, bro. Afghanistan uh-huh. is dusty. It's the dust bowl. It's where shoes potentially go to die. Uh, I would say so. As well as other people, unfortunately. For, forever shoes, you know, yeah, variety is the spice of life. Yeah, they're they're Reeboks, by the way. That he's with that the he's Merry Christmas up. socks. I'm wearing Merry. I'm wearing ironic Merry Christmas socks. <laughs> Here they. What are. are those shoes called? Reebok. Reeboks. The re. Are the Reebok the s- Hill got them for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Reebok Hill Dogs. <laughs> the Reebok Hill Dogs. Um. All right. So we went shopping. Then we went into the the girls' party. Uh. You know they were, they were. Handing out little bits of pieces of charcuterie, I think, and stuff like that. Yeah, there was like a little couple of charcuterie boards. There were two pizzas that Maria had made. Yeah. They were quite good. Wow. Yeah. Um, and no one was eating any of it. And I very systematically and steadily <laughs> ate most of the food. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we sat down, we started playing a game. And we were having we a really good time playing this game. It was a very fun game. Um, and then, it, you know, I was I kept checking my watch because we had a hard time that we were supposed to meet <laughs> a very important person in our lives that we had to meet. And I got called out for checking my Claire watch. Claire called you. She's like, Francis. She's like, like, yeah, like, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, She's like, he keeps checking his watch. I think she was like, you keep checking your watch. She like checked you. Yeah, she checked me. And it was funny. I, I think she, I mean, she was fucking with you. I think that you like gathered the tone of the different players yeah. in the room eventually. I, I also, it, I wasn't doing it out of boredom. I was doing it out of total necessity. And we had already stretched to the last minute that we could possibly. We'd skipped a whole, we'd skipped a whole meeting. Mm-hmm. We'd skipped the light fixture thing mm-hmm. to allow ourselves, yeah, yeah. you know, like, dude, which was fine. That, that the call out was just com- was comfort. You should take it as a compliment. Yeah. I know, I'm not suggesting you do. Well, it, but. let's just put it this way: if you're ever going to hang out with Claire, don't wear a watch. <laughs> is really all I have to say about that. Now, uh, that was a great day. Yesterday was Sierra's birthday, big day, and it was on a Tuesday. Not to date ourselves, but. Um, I'll tell you something. It's literally a Tuesday right now. Yeah, it so was. How, we, how would that be dating? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's hard. I've realized to celebrate your significant other's birthday early in the week. Um, Tuesdays are, are a, a tough day to have to to celebrate someone's birthday. Why? How come? Because, one, we hadn't turned the corner from the weekend yet. We hadn't shaken the hangover, you have a big Sunday? lack of sleep. Not big, but, you know. Um, it was Sunday. A couple drinks, a couple things, this and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, we hadn't regained our footing totally from the, from the weekend yet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're going out to a... A, a really nice dinner. I took her to an awesome restaurant called the Musket Room. And I, by the way, every time I take Sierra out to a restaurant, I don't tell her where we're going. That's fun for the birthday or in general. Every oh, time. that's become your thing. Yeah, date night. It's quite fun to the degree. Has there that, ever been a time where you fucked it up? Well, I fucked it up by 
putting in the restaurant in the Uber instead of the address of the place next door, which is what I've now do. Now I have the foresight to do. How is she able to because see? Because she sees on the Uber driver's phone, it says like your ETA to Musket Room, eight right. minutes. So I've stopped doing that. I actually look up is that a place. The name of the place? The Musket Room. Yeah. If you had thought of that. I would have going to be like, that's a good name for a no, restaurant. No, no, I don't. I don't have any problem naming restaurants. Well done. Uh, but but we we get there right, and we go in, and I had been rushing around all day, long day of work, to the degree that I got on the subway to rush home, and I had to make a eight minute turnaround for our nice dinner date, which you know is a fast shower. Can't really you're putting on clothes and you're still wet, mm-hmm. which you know you love to do apparently yeah. apparently that's my thing <laughs> julio air dry Colorado. um yeah so we go in and we set sit down and and the place is really nice and uh within you know three minutes of us sitting down sierra does this she goes don't look right now because she's sitting against the back wall of the booth and i'm facing her and she's looking out at the restaurant she goes don't look right now but that woman from, do you remember when you made me watch that show, Homeland? And I was like, yes. And and she goes, uh, that woman is, is right there. Claire Danes. Claire Danes cool. and her husband uh, were sitting uh, at the table right behind us. Wow. And I, you know, I did a little, uh, little, little <laughs> sneak around my shoulder peek subtly a, a couple minutes peaky. later. Combined with a sip of water so that good old Claire Danes wouldn't know. A little Carrie... Uh, Matheson. Matheson. Um, and there they were. And let me tell you something. When you see a celebrity couple eating Who's dinner. Who's the husband again? It's uh, Hugh Dancy. Who's that? He's a great actor as well. What's he in? I saw him on Broadway in a play called Venus and Fur. Hugh Dancy. Which was awesome. Don't, he, I don't know if I Hugh know Hugh Dancy, he's a great actor. I, he, I think he's been in some stuff, but also he's done a lot of like uh, great theater and film and stuff. Or theater, rather. Um but the two of them were sitting together, you know, stunning couple. And uh, so I think that when you sit down at a small New York restaurant, because this place only seats, I don't know, 30 people, small, and you notice that there is a celebrity couple in there, it makes the food taste 30% better. <laughs> it makes you feel like, oh, we've chosen a restaurant <laughs> suitable for these elite God-like humans, <laughs> these icons. That's uh, yes, we've done very well. Because, you know, they're not going out to dinner every night. That's a special occasion for them, too. Right. They're theoretically busy. They're busy people. They've they've chosen. They say, well, we can go anywhere. I'm Carrie Matheson. Mm-hmm. I can give call, g- good old sure Saul am. a call. Yep. Give Saul a call, and I can be in Beijing. And Yeah. I'll be eating it, hours. you know, wherever I want in, in overnight. <laughs> and um, so she chose this restaurant. Carrie did, and therefore, well, Hugh may have. They too. That's right. But if Hugh, I know, if I know Carrie's was, I think yeah, I do. She picked it. She's Type A. Is it in Brooklyn? No. In Manhattan. Sort of Nolita, borderline Lower East Side. Okay. It's on like Elizabeth Street, just south of Houston. Got it. Um, and uh, it was excellent. It's a relatively new restaurant. It just got named to like 50, New York Times fifty top restaurants in the country or some bullshit i don't know and we went there we had a great dinner now i say we had a great dinner i wasn't asking the best questions 
for the first 15 minutes of the dinner, I was sort of struggling to be a good conversationalist. And what, without realizing it, all I was doing was just complimenting her over and over again. <laughs> because it was her birthday. Right, and I kept telling her how great she looked, and you know, it started to just feel like it. Like, well, we would have lulls in the conversation, and then finally, I was like, "Are you okay? Is everything okay? You have a lot on your mind." She was like, "Well, you're not really asking me any questions. You just keep telling me how I look." (laughs) And I was like, "Jesus, I would have thought that was," and it it occurred to me, tough love, as the conversation wore on and the date ended. Right, it occurred to me, like, man, if that had been our first date. I'm not sure that my wife would have wanted to see me again. Mm. I mean that. I was a pretty rough date on her birthday. I mean, the you, you have to think that you've progressed to a situation where you, you know what I mean? If it was your first date, you would have brought brought it hard. I would have brought my A game. But granted, you should theoretically be bringing your A game for the for the You got to bring your A game. You were trying. I was. It's not as though I was just talking about myself. Or sitting in silence, I just was a little bit stuck. The record mm. was a little stuck on the wrong track. <laughs> so eventually, we you know we did we did figure it out. We found our groove, and that was nice. Um, and then we went home, and I had uh, two presents for her. One, one I was very excited about. Ooh. One was I had gotten us uh, tickets to. Penn State versus Ohio State oh. at Happy Valley State oh, cool. College, Pennsylvania. Sierra went there. Uh, she's been dying to show me her old stomping oh, grounds. That's fun. And I've never been able that's to go. Thoughtful. And I thought that would be really fun. I got us a hotel room at a piece of shit Hampton Inn, which was like seven thousand preposterously expensive. Yeah. I'm dealing with that right now, trying to. Well, I've I figured it out, but like I was trying to find a hotel room for my Ann Arbor shows, and they're right they're on football weekend. At the fucking big house. I'm pretty sure that's like the third biggest stadium on the planet. It's, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, these towns just become, you know, it's every crazy, weekend football season. Penn State's is in the top 10 as well. I believe yeah. the only non college football stadiums in the top 10 are a cricket stadium in India and North Korea. North Korea stadium. The fact that you know the other two. You can fact check me, but I think that that's. Is beyond belief. <laughs> I believe those are the top two. All right. So. But you know, for, let me say one thing. Yeah. If you're looking for a thoughtful gift for your significant other, it is really nice to show that you like care about their life. That is a very nice gift, dude. Like, for all I know, I don't know, you know, I'm sure it's going to be great, but you're not, you don't, yeah. in theory, care well, that much about that. You're going to be disappointed when you hear how this goes. Okay. But so, that's still, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. So, by the way, that game is the final weekend of October, which is an incredibly stressful difficult work week for sierra it's the end of her you know fiscal Uh, quarter or whatever and uh i gave her the tickets i had gotten us this hotel and uh she's reading it she gets excited and then she realizes when it is and she's just like i'm just not sure that i can do this and it's okay we ended up not deciding not to do it it's the thought that counts, dude. Scalp them. Scalp them. Well, some no. I, fortunately, I was able to sort of return the tickets, and oh, I was also able to cancel the hotel. I had to cancel it 
immediately because the next day was the start of the 30-day window oh. in which the hotel what? would not That's have bootleg. refunded 30-day window, man. Fucking Hampton Inn. Yeah. Get out of here with that shit. But, dude, you want to hear something really sad? <laughs> it's like the Hampton Inn, when I booked the room, it was like, are your dates flexible? If you can come two days later, you'll save $830. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Hampton Inn. And now you've told me what your normal rates are for this bedridden, this bug, bug shitty infested dog shit hotel. That's I don't want to know what I should be paying That's if I can right. come on a Monday to fucking Happy Valley. Anyway, so the whole gift got returned and uh fortunately i had a backup gift which she kind of knew about it was Mm -hmm. like a dress that she'd wanted Um, so what's the protocol like with the funds from the returned gift do you now need to like find another event i think i'm going to theoretically give her the credit of another penn state weekend next fall and probably try to plan it a little more in advance Mm mm-hmm but there were only two real games on the schedule that were marquee games. One was the, the one the weekend before. Who are they playing that weekend? October 20th and 21st or something. They're playing, I think, uh, Minnesota. And your weekend, what was it? The, the last weekend, October 28th and 29th. And that October 21st, 22nd weekend, I'm going to be performing in Beverly, Massachusetts at oh, the Cabin. Tickets nice. for that at FrancisEllis.com. So I could not. So wait, but the weekend on the 28th, who's playing? Who are they playing? Ohio State. Oh, wow. Penn another, that, oh, that's year. another top 10 stadium. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Ryan's got some uh, he's facts. He's saving it for Ryan. Cooking. You dog. You dog. He's got some facts cooking. He's going to give us the Latin names of every architect who built every stadium in the top 10. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, so I kind of felt like I had failed and, you know, uh, on the gifts. I really did. And I think a lot of that, too, was like that it was Tuesday. I don't agree, by the way. And Well, I mean, she, she I don't know was how kind. She, she I don't was, know how she She was like, it. don't worry about it. It's fine. She was cool. But um, how are you supposed to know when her quarter ends? I well, would never I know Well, I did that. know when her quarter ends and I had asked her. Are you free on that weekend? And she said yes, uh, but right. it is the end of my quarter, which in her mind was like, I probably can't go anywhere. Mm. And the the problem with that Penn State game is that it was Saturday at noon, so you'd have to go the mm. night before because you got to get there at like eight a.m. to the tailgating fields. Mm-hmm. If it's a three p.m. game, you can get there at like nine or ten or eleven. In which case, we could have left Saturday morning. Mm. But she needs to be at work late on Friday night, got so it. it was out of the question. Got it. It's really a bummer. I hate to see it. Yeah, dude. The one thing that's annoying about reselling tickets, and I know you were able to return them, so it doesn't matter. But like, I bought four tickets to Rosalia, thinking that I'd be able to resell two of them. Yeah. Didn't end up working out that way. And then I ended up kind of having an inexpensive summer. And I'm like, whatever, fuck it. I'm gonna, just going to sell them. So I sold them for what I bought them for. You sold all four? Yeah. I ended up getting to go anyway, as luck would have it. Uh, somebody, a ticket was given to me. Um, but the you don't get the money until seven days after the event ends. So mm. I bought these tickets in fucking May or something. And now I have to wait until three days ago to collect. Yeah. Well, when you finally do get that money, it's... Uh... I mean, it's nice, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. You know what I mean? it, like, yeah. It's just like a net zero. Yeah. Um, and I think I might even get some tax form for it. 
Because like they, I'm like, how? I bought these for the same amount of money. Whatever. Yeah. Regardless, dude, I've gone to two big uh, concerts this summer. Yeah. And I don't like concerts that much in theory, like anymore. But I had a really nice time at both of them. It was Bad Bunny in uh, Washington D.C. Fifty. It was like, however, whatever the capacity of that stadium is, completely sold out. Mm-hmm. Every person singing every word of every single song. Incredible. Have I talked about this already? You talked to me about it over the weekend. Ah, okay, okay. But I'm happy that you're yeah. saying it again because yeah. it sounds like a phenomenon I don't understand. Dude, you know what's funny? People are be like, did he speak English at all? I'm like, yeah. At one time he went, Washington, D.C. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the only English spoken in the entire concert, which is sick, dude. It like, is cool. He doesn't need to pander. Like every fucking person in that stadium, every word of every single song. I've never seen anything like it. It was like the craziest. And you knew them all. Not all, but many. A lot of many, them. Many, yes. And and also like when everybody's singing, I can kind of sing along to some that I don't know as well. Yeah. Because you're kind of blending in with everybody, so you wouldn't notice that I didn't know them. Cool. But I did know them all the many. But dude, I recommend it. I, we brought two people who were sort of in the dark in general, and they were like blown away by it. Wow. They're like it was crazy. I think I'd need to know a few songs. I'm telling you, for this particular concert, I don't know. Like, you maybe wouldn't have lasted the whole time, mm-hmm. but you would have been, like, really impressed. So by... I would have left early. It, you might have been ready to leave early. You might have been ready to How leave. How late did it go? Dude, it was, like, three and a half hours of him Whoa. just fucking spitting bars, dude. And, Whoa. dude, I, I found the set list. He did, like, 30-something songs. Holy smokes. And dude, I'm not kidding you. Entire arena singing along to every single fucking word. And going nuts at every song as if it were his marquee song. Just to show how good this guy's catalog is. Unbelievable. He is the real fucking deal. Mr. Bunny. Mr. Bunny. Dude, if you want to be cool this fall, you need the rule of threads matching hoodie and jogger combo. Get that jumpsuit on the flippity flop. It's just the move. It's the move. It's the move. There's a lot of moves, but that's the one. That's the move. It'll just make you look good in all the right spots. Mm -hmm. Um, So sleek. So chill. It's it's very Kanye-esque. Is it? Ah. You know, just like the, the colors are so crisp and clean. Right. And if you can even rock that sort of like hard, like monotone mm. fucking, I don't know. Like I just picture a Kanye West mood board when I'm rocking my sort That's of cool. like beige hoodie jogger combo. Yeah. But also, guys, if you're like me and you like being uplifting and uh, staying out of controversy and being comfortable in your life, it's great for that, too. Yeah, I can really counterbalance, you know, being controversial. Yeah. You know, you get home, you're comfortable, and uh, you'll be feeling good. Keep your feet up. So go to ruleofthreads.com, use promo code OOPS, you'll get 15% off of your order. You should really get in there. I mean, they have amazing t-shirts. All all the men's gear, it's just phenomenal. Just clean, premium menswear basics. Bingo. That's what they're peddling over there. You need some. Ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS, 15% off. Um... All right, so that brings us back. I want to dive back in. I have a couple more honeymoon stories, mm. which I think are worth we haven't sharing. Even we haven't even gotten it, really. We haven't even really <laughs> grazed the surface. So we need to talk about animals. Yeah, both both animal portions of the trip. Okay, whatever else you got. Let's as well as yeah. We talked right. We yeah. talked about the flight to Kenya. We talked about that. So we get to Kenya. We go to an airport hotel. It's late at night. We crash. We wake up in the morning. We get on a little bush flight prop plane out to uh, the Maasai Mara, which is this, I think, mas- massive preserve in the it's a national park southwest mm-hmm. side of Kenya on the border of Tanzania, 
Um, and it was grasslands mostly, you mm-hmm. know, and really did look like the Lion King. Yeah. It's crazy how much the Lion King is imprinted on our brains. You get there and you you think, oh, my frame of reference for this is informed by a cartoon I saw 25 years ago. Pride Rock's just right there. Dude, it's it's like the there's a Pumbaa. There's a, and the oh, guides yeah, yeah. all know it. They're yeah. like, look, that's a if so-and-so. If I was a young warthog. <laughs> yeah. And they say like Rafiki, which means friend, uh, but that's also the name of the monkey. The monkey like, yeah. um, So, you know, it is – it's just – yeah, it's, it's really – everywhere that film is so ubiquitous yeah and um we got picked up off the airstrip which was just like a dirt road a dirt strip in you know so you're flying you're landing and you're like bumping along and you're like oh jesus so we get we get driven straight to our lodge which is up on this escarpment a very high spine overlooking the entire plains and Intentionally chosen for the site of that lodge because it had stunning views. On the 10-minute drive to our lodge, we're not expecting much, right? But this driver, who's just bringing us from the airstrip to the lodge, is like stopping because all of a sudden, 20 giraffes. Oh, my God. That's insane. (laughs) That's crazy. 15 elephants. That's crazy. A massive herd of impalas. Uh, you know, fifty fucking zebras, <laughs> wildebeest, and this is like we're we we're not on a game drive, hmm. we, you know. We're just going to our hotel, and we're like, oh my god, we're like, are we gonna see them again? Can we? And the guy's like, relax. You're gonna see so <laughs> many. Yeah, you're not gonna care about these anymore. <laughs> and so we get up to our lodge. Our lodge is awesome. Now, I it, it, very strong white lotus vibes. Mm. You see that show? It's a great show. You know, you you pull in around a corner, and there's a team of six staff, one hand over their hearts, waving mm. as you pull up. You know, they're singing a song or something, drumming a little, and you think like, oh, okay, mm. you know, that's nice, but I've seen the show, and uh, there is there a a resentment between staff mm-hmm. and customer. Are we just yeah. another in a long line of entitled, rude people that they hate, but it's nice when they never show their true colors, like meaning either it's just completely genuine that they're that hospitable or they're that good at faking it. Yeah. Because like, usually there'll be a crack. You'll see a crack. If you look in long enough and hard enough, we saw no cracks, no cracks. We saw it's no fun. cracks. They call that fine service. Brother. To the degree that, <laughs> To the degree that there were times we got to know our, our guide, our driver for the game drives really, really well. Because you're with him for like seven hours yeah. a day in the morning, you know, for three straight days. And his name was Wilson and he was the fucking man. How does he know how to find all this, the animals? Because he's been doing it for so long. So he just knows where they're going to be. He was he a like park know? ranger for a long time and then he got hired as a guide. Nice. And he knows like how to find... Dude, this dude was so good and... Like I'll explain why in a second, but we, one day we, the other two couples that we'd been with in the car for the, most of the time who became good friends of ours, they were both off doing a hot air balloon ride. And so we had our, we had the drive to ourselves and I started talking some shit to see if I could get Wilson to crack about this other 
group that was staying at the lodge that we thought were kind of rude and annoying. And I was like, yeah, you see them? They, you know, they kind of sucked, right? Pretty shitty. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't do he it. He wouldn't give it to me. Uh, He's we like, we just want God's everyone children. to have a, yeah, we want everyone to have a good time. <laughs> Some people are a little different, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, God damn you. I'm going to hell. Well played. Yeah. Dude, bird dogs, man. What a company. Ooh. <laughs> That's a funny way to start. They're it. awesome, man. Getting right to the point, brother. They sent me an incredible gift for my wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, That's so big, sweet. big old uh, company gift certificate, and I am already chipping away so, at it. That's great, man. Uh, really nice. It is. They were so nice, and uh, they're just the best. They're, yeah. they're awesome shorts, awesome pants. The pants for fall. Oh, there's nothing else that you need to wear. There yeah, really I isn't. Agree. It's a really solid thing. And just the silk underwear liner really does make underwear obsolete. Yeah. It is the point to hammer home about the bird dogs. Sure is. Uh, you don't need underwear. No. You can take underwear and throw them out. And if you're somebody who says, but I like underwear, well, try you know the what? bird dogs. Get out of here. Yeah, with get, that. You know what? Go. Get out of here. Go take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, you goose. You goose. Uh, birddogs.com, promo code oopsie. That's O O P S I E. That'll get you a nice little treat with your order. Bird dogs, promo code oopsie. Go there, buy some now, and live your life. The drives were unbelievable. What were the most like? Was there an animal where you're like, wow, like seeing this in the flash? I'm shook. Specifically, the you- lions. The lions are beyond belief. Did you see any like Mufasa style lions back yeah. to the Lion King reference? Yeah. Uh, Close. And, and part of the pride, dude. We 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 on the th- we saw a bunch and that you know we there the, on the first or second day like there'd be two or three other cars that knew where they were because the guides all radio each other. There's multiple companies that are kind of in contact and they're like, hey, the lions are over here. And the, and by the way, the land that you cover is, I mean, I, I want to say hundreds of miles. So. When someone finds something, they help each other out because you can spend hours. Right, you'd be for like, them. Shh, "There's yeah. a," and a lot of the time, a couple of rhinos you, over here. And, uh, you know where they like they <laughs> hang out at the base of trees, and the trees are pretty sporadic because the elephants knock the trees over when they scratch their backs on them. They just break the tree. The elephants are are a problem. Wow, they ruin a lot of the, the landscape? important landscape fixtures that a lot of the other animals rely on for life and health it's an interesting narrative we don't hear too often yeah and they also go into like farms of the local farmers and like fuck up their shacks and farms and stuff do whatever they want damn bro savage yeah and they're also not endangered oh so they're like we need to start killing some well there's in you in kenya hunting animals of any kind is completely illegal oh wow even and, invasive species, if they exist? Yeah. And so there's a little bit of a population control problem. Interesting. Where certain species have, have exceeded their sustainable numbers and are actually now in It's decline. like the homeless problem in San Francisco, dude. Exactly. Just letting them run wild. We need to have someone out there shooting like every fourth homeless person. <laughs> Had so to that, take it too far. So that they can thrive. <laughs> that we can get the help we need to the ones who need it. Yeah, it's you know it's uh, it's it's humane that way. Um, no, but uh, the <laughs> so you know we learned a lot. I mean, it's, I had so much information thrown at me over three days or four days that it's hard to even sift through. But um, 
on the second or third, we were not planning to do a hot air balloon ride, but then sure enough, the what people, is the point of the hot air balloon ride to just see the like animals from a higher vantage so point? So I was kind of against it because I was like, come on, this is just another upsell. Have you ever been in one? No. And the other two couples that we had spent our morning drives with lots of hours did it and then told us we wouldn't tell you if we didn't mean it. You have to do it. It's mind blowing. Wow. So sure enough, we then paid that night for the next morning. You wake up at four. Jeez. You're in the car at four thirty. It's pitch black. You get to the site. There are all these deflated there's five deflated hot air balloons lying flat on the ground. They give you a safety briefing, you sign your waiver. Then you get into the basket. And there's I think twelve people in the basket, but you have four different quadrants. So, you know, three or four people in each section. And they turn on industrial fans to inflate the balloons and so that they're filled. Mm. And then they start pumping them with the fire yeah. so that they're – and then they let them go. Now – It's a nice, uh, like, fusion approach. It's cool. And we had a guy who was operating our balloon who was an American guy. I think his name was Shane. Shane. And um, he was very proud of his job. Did he, was he like a stoner type? No. Okay. All right. Like, check it more, out, dude. More of like a nerd. More okay. of like a nerd who kind of looked like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Got it. And he was really, you know, you could tell he was like kind of running his, his act. But yeah. he does this every day. Yeah. Is, he, is he talking about, you know, when the fire, when the, yeah, a when little the CO2 bit. from the but, fire? But one of the very first <laughs> things he told us was like someone was like, so can you can you control whether we go left or right? He goes, no, I can only control whether we go up or down. The balloon, we are at the mercy of the wind. <laughs> we're at the mercy of the balloon, we baby. Can't, we have no control. That's, that's the way it is. Just, we're going in one direction. And I said, okay. And then for the rest of the, you know, two-hour flight, he kept referring to himself as a pilot, which I had a problem with. <laughs> because I think in order to qualify as a pilot, you need to be able to turn. And he can't he admitted he can't turn the balloon. I was like, dude, at best you're an elevator operator. You can control height. You, but he'd be like Have we've chosen whether or not to include the hot air balloon in our f- annual flight totals? Oh. I'm going to say no. Okay, there's a strong argument that if indeed he is not a pilot, a plane must be flown by a pilot. Therefore, I don't include the hot air okay. balloon. I don't know. Yeah, I think we actually said we didn't because you're not actually going anywhere. Yeah. It's just a joy ride, and joy rides don't count. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, he's citing off his baseball card stats. Uh, yeah, no, I've accumulated over 10,000 hours of flights. Um, I actually held the record for the <laughs> longest sustained uh, hot air b- balloon. He calls it a balloon, not a hot air balloon. Longest sustained balloon flight. I flew from Colorado to Vermont. What? Um, yeah. Whoa. What? 
And uh, and and someone was like, he's "Wow, like, you know, <laughs> in one flight." And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, you get tired, you get tired, but boy, you know, it's exhilarating." It's a good thing the wind was behaving. You yeah, know? <laughs> and he and he's like, "I had a different flight plan than the other pilots. They decided to go down south by the Carolinas, but I actually rode the wind up higher early on, and <laughs> it took me north where the you know blah blah blah." And and he's like going on and on, and he's like, and then you know, I held the record from 2004 to 2007, and then someone broke it. And he's actually somebody who used to work here, but he's now gone on to bigger, better. Things. Where'd he go? Did he fly over the, across the ocean? I don't know, man. He went wherever the fucking wind took <laughs> That's him because right. he has no control. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, how do you know where you're going? He's like, well, you can see the signs. Yeah, dude. Like, the control of the hot air balloon is as simple as this. Eh, eh. That's it. That's all he's got. He's got one lever that sends the gas into the balloon, and then. He cannot send the gas into the balloon. He said that he can vent, as he puts it, which somehow lets hot air out of the balloon, which brings you down lower, And which he did, by the way, as we were passing over a herd of hippopotami, and I didn't love that idea. Mm. Um, he was like, let's go down for a closer look, and I was like, dude, no, no. I don't think we need the closest look over the river of hippopotamus that are playing now, but will be... Basically drowning us and killing us dreadfully mm-hmm. should we not uh, get this altitude thing right. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I, with all of that said, as much as our uh, hot air balloon operator, as I call him, <laughs> annoyed me, it was a truly magical experience. Because the sun rose over the horizon as we were up in the air. When he's not pulling on the thing, it's silent. It's very akin to a sailboat mm-hmm. in the air. Um, and you hear the animals and their sounds early in the morning. You hear the wind rustling through the trees. You know, you're, you can fly 25 feet off the ground, 50, 40 feet. You can cl- fly close. We had binoculars. We have some amazing pictures. You just see it all from an aerial perspective. And it was... Yeah, it was really it was really magical and pretty romantic too. Even That's though cool. all those other people were around. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, sorry to like keep harping on the balloon thing, but how does he have to like communicate with air traffic control if he's like flying across America? He <laughs> probably <laughs> might have. Yeah. I'm not actually sure about that. But you know, he said he did it with a co-pilot, which again, ugh. <laughs> and he and someone was like, "Did you guys sleep?" And then he was like, "Well, my partner did. My co-pilot did. He took three hours, but I I was just so jazzed up. I, I mean, I couldn't really, couldn't really. You know, you become one with the balloon. You're like, dude, shut the fuck up, Shane. Um, how long did it take again? I think we got like an hour and a half, two hours. No, no, how long did it take him to go from, sorry. Like three days. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, that's fun, man. That sounds really fun. Did I ever tell you guys about my hot air balloon experience? No. no. So they <laughs> they created, so I, I, was, I shot a pilot for this show for MTV years ago where you'd play sort of stupid games of chance with your friends and when you lose, you have to do shitty things. That was where me walking in, in oh, yeah. armor from here to fucking <laughs> medieval times, that was one of the... So the other one that I lost, uh, they blindfolded me and didn't tell me where I was going and I was blindfolded like the whole fucking day. I had no idea. Um, and then I just start hearing all these weird noises and 
they take the blindfold off and I'm just in the middle of the sky in a hot air balloon. <laughs> and you had no idea? No idea. And then they made me rappel down to the ground from the hot air balloon, <laughs> which the, the whole narrative was that I was like scared of heights, which like, to be honest, isn't true. Like, I think they just wanted to do it for the show or whatever. It still was a little scary, but yeah, dude, I then rappelled to the ground from a hot air balloon. That Jeez is my, Louise. That's the only time I've been in one. <laughs> that's a, I, I, and are you seriously, you didn't know what was going on? No. That's a pretty comprehensive blindfold. I know. It's pretty <laughs> And good. also. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. Cause I, I just, I mean, I was a little afraid to be honest. Not knowing is scary. Yeah. And we were driving for hours. I was like, where the fuck are we going? Jesus. Somewhere in New Jersey. Sometimes know, you end up in the, in, like at a cartel stronghold when that's the case. Yeah, right? Jesus. This show took a real fucking right turn. Um, okay, sorry. But back to the honeymoon stuff. So, amazing. So, would you say as far as like animal viewing goes, the hot air balloon was like the most fun part of it? Yeah, I would say it was pretty good except for the fact that, that uh, the guy who operated had a very inflated sense of self. Hey! <laughs> Well done. Well done. Well done. Uh, Solid. (laughs) Solid. Yeah. Oh, I have a headache. Um, Awesome. Uh, No, yeah. It was. What was your question again? I I know. You had already answered it. Uh, Um, That's funny. Yeah. The hot air balloon was worth doing. And uh, they have, you know, they have a couple little gimmicks that you can do on these things. The other thing that they had, they had two other gimmicks that they were, they like tell you, you can do this activity, you can do this. Um, one of the other gimmicks was a a walking safari, which was not worth it because they take you out of the gates. But like, you're, what's the point of it? Like, isn't they, it the same I, drive when you drive? Isn't it open? Like, can't you just get out? Dude, first of all, no. When you drive, the animals see the truck, the big Toyota Land Cruiser that has been retrofitted with rows of seats. They see it as one big friendly animal. Interesting. And so they'll come close to it, but they won't fuck with it. Right? Whereas if you're on foot, the buffalo will gore you. The there's a lot the elephants will trample you. There's oh a God. lot of animals that will kill you. Jesus, dude. If you're a human. Um and so like they, they won't let you get out <laughs> to pee unless you're in an area that really yeah. has no animals around. So once you're out of the, the car, if you were to then run back in the car, would the animals still be able to like, No, then you'd be fine. Oh. They would then just disassociate you. That yeah, makes sense. Man. They don't fuck with the car. That's why we've talked about this, I think, but that's why bears eat people because they see the person eating a snack and think the person's a giant snack. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, isn't that stupid? <laughs> so the bear just sees you. It's like, man, that's one big fig newton, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they won't fuck it. They don't like the taste of humans. So then they'll eat you by accident and be like, oh, God, this, like, what a shitty way to die. That is bad. Yeah, that, um, that there was a there was a shark attack in Maine. Did I tell you about that? No, it was the only one in the history of the state of Maine. What but it basically like shut down the whole state. Jesus, there was a woman. It was very tragic. She died. Yeah, who was and it happened while we were quarantining up there that summer, and she was a triathlete who routinely oh, God, would train training. wearing a full wetsuit, a black wetsuit, right. 
in the in the water way out off the coast on, um, on Bailey's Island, and she would swim long distances to train. And a shark, a great white, mistook her for a seal and took a bite and then left her alone because once it took that bite it realized oh that's not what i thought it was that's not what i wanted and then she tragically bled out and died wow they say that that's like one of the worst ways to die too because you're like you're like bleeding and drowning at this you're like you're being eaten alive and drowning at the same time uh which is doesn't really sound that great no no but (laughs) back to back to africa yeah um the other, the walking safari was like us with a Maasai uh, tribesman, I think they're called. This is the local indigenous peoples who wear the red ceremonial garb. And they do the and they, little dance. They come and do the dance where they just jump straight up and down in the air. Yeah. Right? And they, they came and did that at our lodge. And they were doing it. And it was really exciting. And all everybody was like clapping along. And then they came around and like pulled people up to come do the jumping with them. And they pulled me up. And you know me. I can jump. You can jump. I can really. Francis have, got hops. I got some real hops. Francis can dunk. And they were saying like, "Oh, we do this dance to d- to decide who gets to, whoever can jump the highest wins a mate, a woman." And I was jumping higher than they were. And wait, and so, I was like, "Who do I get?" So you then get a mate I, from I the local thought tribe. So I would have thought so. You know, they weren't measuring it. So I think like, but if we're honest, I out jumped those those guys. I really did. You so yeah in fucking hiking boots, no less. Imagine if I were wearing like you know. How are these guys? How are their bods? Uh, Lean, sinewy. Um, You would have thought they had that sort of like uh, fast twitch muscle muscle in their calves to get up there, like hunter gatherer bodies. Yeah, they were they were getting up there, but like you know, I I really can get up there. I can get up there. The combine. Didn't they do a combine here once? Yeah. And didn't you win or yeah. something? I think I had a 37 You were the like, number one draft vertical. pick. And when I was but in, you won a few categories, if I recall. Yeah, I won everything except for the bench press. <laughs> Who I won that? I came second on that. Smitty won that. Yeah. I won the 40-yard. You, you I won the that's vertical, like the, and I won the... The quadruple crown. Yeah. <laughs> the Aaron Judge. First, 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 and second. Nice, dude. Yeah. That's sick. Good for Tough you. Tough in Mario Kart, you know, you're, you're getting the gold there. You're getting the gold. So yeah. Sure. yeah. Now, That's um, a W. So, okay. So that was cool. And then another gimmicky thing they had was a, like, they called it uh, Out of Africa. Because I, I think they shot the iconic Meryl Streep film Out of Africa with Robert Redford at this lodge. This is where they shot it. Um and they had a lunch that they would set you up for, for mostly for like honeymooners and stuff, um, on this cliff overlooking the whole thing. And we didn't know what was waiting for us. And they led us up there. By the way, everywhere you walk, you are accompanied by a guy with a gun. Mm-hmm. Because these animals just roam yeah. up into the lodge. It's like that in Rwanda too, right? And if in they, the, yeah, if yeah. they, and if they, so they like, and when you walk from the, the main area, the lodge area to your little hut, your tent at night, you need to be accompanied by a guy with a rifle. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, which is kind of hard to believe. Takes getting used to having a big gun in there. Yeah. But that particular lunch, they walked us out. I mean, and we're on a, a boulder with a 500 foot drop straight down. And they have a picnic blanket with a wicker basket and a bottle of rosé champagne on ice. Sick. And we, like we just, you know, they just, you're constantly being fed alcohol. Yeah. This is another uh, tip to people. If you have like a really sick trip planned, 
Don't you don't like need to look at the itinerary. It's fun to yeah. like have these things be a surprise. We didn't know much about any of this. It's sick. Yeah. And it was cool. It's fun that way. Um so we had a really fun lunch there. Food was great. And that was Kenya. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Gee, I got to tell you, I love my Raycon earbuds. The sound quality is absolutely incredible. I work out with them my ears and they do not fall out. Dude, you got to love it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips. Just the tip, baby, mm. for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust us. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. Raycon are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. No wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. They also have cool features like three customizable sound profiles. They have earbud tap functions too. Uh, You know, tap, tap away. You want to start, you want to stop, you want to pause, you want to make a phone call, all that stuff. And noise isolation so you won't be hearing any other of that nonsense that's happening. Uh, which is also great. I like to use them when I'm walking down the street, walking around doing stuff, doing errands, whatever, uh, trying to get my mind off things. Gotta have your, you got to have your earbuds. You Bingo. just got to have them. Bingo. Uh, go to buyraycon.com today and use code OOPS15 to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's code OOPS15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off buyraycon.com, code OOPS15. One five. That was Kenya. This is Kenya. We that saw Kenya. like last thing. We saw um, lions. Last mm. thing, right? So, uh, so our... give us the rundown. What animals did you see? All right, the animals in Kenya. The way I have put it, it looks like in the Maasai Mara where Noah parked the ark. <laughs> and they're all wait- then, sitting there waiting to get on. They've been mating. <laughs> And snacking oh, I see what you're saying. and yeah, yeah. untouched. That's funny. Um, it is so plentiful. It is truly an abundance of, of of varied species commingling, you know, peacefully, with the exception of obviously the predators that eat the friggin' impalas and the zebras, but there's so many zebras, wildebeest, and impalas. The it's crazy. And we were there for the migration of the wildebeest. Sick. And they're all guided by some strange inner compass or whatever that tells them. Yeah, it is time. It's, it rained last <laughs> night. We got to head over there because the grass will be softer yeah. for us to chew on. And Oh, now, oh, shit, we got to sprint. Everybody sprint. All 14,000 of us now need to sprint. Okay, now like we can one stop. giant organism. Yeah, they st- and then they stop. And they, they're, they're running for no reason. They don't even yeah. know why they're running. So they cover this really well on the Will Smith uh, Nat Geo show, if you ever find yourself looking to watch something like that. And they were saying, and you had said this too, that like when they finally choose to cross the river, like a ton of them just get picked off by crocodiles. The crocodiles sit there waiting for that day. Yeah, we we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't get to see them actually cross the river, but we did see them like sprint down to a salt lick, which was really cool, or salt salt marsh area. And they're running with the zebras. The zebras use the wildebeest as like cover because the zebras are smarter. The wildebeest right. are dumb, dude. Yeah. They're really dumb. In fact, you know they're dumb because in the Lion King, they were one of the very few species that was not that given a talk. voice. <laughs> Think about that. Like maybe the only. Everything else talks in that movie. Everything else had they're a talking just representative. Stupid mob of morons that kill Mufasa. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Okay. The, all that was really cool. At the lions, we would see them from a distance. Did kind the of. fall kill Mufasa or did the trampling or both? 
Well, he gets scar. I remember. Claws his hand. I'm saying, he falls the, back down. Ah, like it's probably I thought the it was trampling. The, interesting. It's probably he could have survived trampling. the fall potentially. Well, he's landing on cats. A bunch always of land on their feet too. Yeah, bro. that's right. Hmm. Huh. All right. Anyway. So, at one point, it's day three. One of the couples has left. So now it's just us and this other couple who we became very close friends with because they then went on to the same lodge in Rwanda that we did. Oh, wow. So we had uh, parallel itineraries. Total coincidence. And they were awesome. So it's just the four of us in the, in, the, in the truck with our guide who we now know is like this fucking probably the best guide at the whole place. We're driving, 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 not seeing anything. The only animal at this point are the big five. The big five are elephants, Cape Buffalo, leopards, lions, and cheetah, maybe? I'm not sure. You're going to have to look that up. Big five. Um, The only one we haven't seen is the leopard. The leopard is the hardest one to see. It can be very shy, reclusive, Mm -hmm. uh, stay hidden for a long time. Um, So we were on the hunt for a leopard. And we don't see a leopard, but he, our guide, I'm telling, with his naked eye, spots... He goes, oh, there's two lions up on the hill over there. And I'm talking a mile away, three quarters of a mile. With no binoculars? That's crazy. No binoculars. We're like, That's what? crazy, bro. Finally pulled the binoculars. I see him. I'm like, oh, wow, you're right. Now, in order to get to them, we're out by ourselves at an extreme corner of the Maasai Mara. So there's no other cars around. We've been driving for three hours. And we have to cross a river in the car it's a very steep embankment with a sheer drop of about three feet we pull up to the edge of it and he's he's trying to decide whether or not he thinks he can get the truck across the people our other friends the couple were like "Eh, let's not risk it i was like fuck that wilson you got it go for it (laughs) he gets out of the car he checks the drop he like kicks a little piece of thing off whatever levels it out then he inches off. The front truck drops off. This is, we bounce kind of. Then the back part. We get through. We go through the river. And then we come up the steep other side. Very bouncy. Very rocky. We make it to the other side. We're cheering. <laughs> I'm like, that is the sickest thing ever. Because we felt like we'd earned it. We'd worked for it, right? He gets us up to these lions. It's a male and a female. Adults. We are the only people there. And they are three feet from us, just lying wow. in the on the grass. We're watching them. They're fine with the car. At one point, the male gets up and comes straight over to our car, which, by the way, is open. There's no doors. So I, I could have reached out to pat this wild lion. He goes to the back wheel of the car and pisses on it. Marking his territory, mm. letting the car wow. know I'm the alpha here. Mine. And we watched and got to hang out with a front row seat of these two incredible lions by ourselves That's crazy. for like 45 minutes. That's crazy. And it was super sick. That was probably the highlight animal moment. That's sick, dude. Yeah. yeah it really like proximity it dictates like the most impressive animal sighting a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Like there have been times where I've been in wherever and seen something from a distance. It doesn't matter what like seeing it from a distance versus seeing it if you can see an animal close up that's yeah. the holy grail i'll show you the video after this that's that sick dude 
Very cool. So that was really cool. Kenya was awesome. Uh, I still haven't told you about Rwanda Let's or we'll Mozambique. We got to do it on the next one. I guess we will. Yeah. Um, okay. What's, what's, what do you got coming up? I've Beverly got Beverly Mass. Mass, the Cabot. But before I tell you about uh, sorry, that, sorry, facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Were they lying? Was that guy flying? He may have been. Uh, if his name was Shane. If his name was Shane, he was just pulling a lever. He's lying if he calls himself a pilot. Facts with Ryan. Ryan, we love facts with Ryan, and we don't mean to step on it. No. It's a high priority that we love, high and priority. we're looking forward to hearing from you. Um, The animal that I think you were missing was Rhino. Rhino? We saw a rhino. Black rhino. So, that was the sick. second favorite animal. Yeah, sick. All right. Just a couple today. Uh, you mentioned a specific restaurant name. Unfortunately, there already is a Moo Burger. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. It's in Brooklyn. They have an app on the App Store, Google Play Store as well. <laughs> Top five biggest sports stadiums in the world. Um, Kyle Field, number five. That's Texas A&M. Number four is Ohio Stadium for Ohio State. Number three, Beaver Stadium, Penn Fuck. State. Number two, Michigan Stadium, University mm-hmm. of Michigan. And then number one is, do you want to take a, a guess at number one? I think you said it earlier. It was either the Cricket Stadium or Pyongyang. Yeah. So that the, the title for or the, the name for that one I had was Rugrando First of May Stadium. Was that, which one is that? That's like the Korea? one in North Korea. There's no, Indi- is there an India one in there? No. No, not in the top 10. Wow. That one there was Pyongyang. a cricket stadium, I think, number 10, okay. but this okay. was the top five. That holds 150,000 people. That's where close. they do that the crazy show. I think so, yeah. Which you can arrange a tour to go see. That's pretty dope, that <laughs> thing they do. Yeah. Hugh Dancy is five foot nine, <laughs> and balloon, operator, <laughs> balloon operators are called aeronauts or balloonists. Balloonists. They Good. don't need to contact air traffic control if they're traveling, but they can if they want to, which is kind of lame. I bet you he did. Balloonist is quite sure nice. Did. Yeah. Balloonist is quite nice. Lovely. That was facts with Ryan. I'm in Beverly, Mass, performing at the Cabot on October 21st weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Three shows. That is going to sell out. It's a, it's a pretty cozy room. So get your tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Um, Wise Guys in uh, West Jordan, Utah, uh, October 14th, 15th. Evening News in Charlotte, North Carolina, October 20th. And Blind Pig. In Ann Arbor, Michigan, November 12th. That is all. Goodbye. Oops, the podcast. See ya.